It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Gary Hoffman. Yeah. Feel the baby. Shannon Farron. And I'm not going to brag about how much ass I kicked, but let's just say I kicked every single ass. Gary and Shannon. Uh, 95 is our uh, Flashback Friday year. Um, man, uh, and we just lost Coolio not too long ago. That's right. Uh, and then right before the show started, uh, producer Morgan let us know that we lost Hagrid, too. No, the Robbie, Harry Potter guy. Robbie Coltrane uh, died at the age of 72. Began his career in comedy and theater. Uh, was in a couple of James Bond films. I didn't realize that. He was born in Glasgow, Scotland back in 1950. The son of a doctor and a teacher. Graduated Glasgow Art School, etc. But uh, uh, perhaps most famous, especially for people born in 1995, for, um, for portraying Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. In fact... He was so important in the Harry Potter movies that when they made a roller coaster based on Harry Potter, they called it Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. Well, one day after acting council president or former council president, Nuri Martinez resigned, uh, acting council president Mitch O'Farrell said, you know what? We are canceling Friday city council meeting. The business of the city cannot go on until council members Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon step down for their roles in this leaked conversation. Laura Chick is a former L.A. City controller. She's been obviously observing this closely. She says she's not surprised that these two guys are holding on to power. She says resigning means giving up their salary and benefits, and it affects their pensions. They are the highest paid city council members in the United States at $207,000 per year. She says that their refusal to quit in the face of intense pressure from everyone, from the mayor to the president of the United States, shows that elected officials in L.A., especially these three, are not all about the people. They're about themselves and about power, as we have. 100 percent correct. Yes. She has won. She has absolutely nailed it. And this isn't somebody who doesn't know about City Hall. This isn't some outside observer who's just looking at this and, uh, you know, throwing shade at these people. She was in the trenches in City Hall as the controller. When we read Nuri Martinez's statement, it was evident she didn't realize what she had done wrong, that it wasn't just about words, but it was about the way business is done at City Hall in terms of redistricting and, and suppressing voters. And, you know, we've said that before, and I think it's worth uh, it's worth repeating this week and any time we talk about this story. The words that they used to describe these people were despicable. They're awful human beings for having said these things about whether it's a kid, uh, a group of people, specific groups of people, whatever. Whatever slurs they want to use, their animals and their, their halfwits for relying on those to get their job done. 
the redistricting issue and this idea of pulling power away from not an area, but a specific group of people based on their skin color, based on their ethnicity, that is to me what I find most deplorable. Words, listen, we use words all the time. We talk things all the time, and we're going to say things that are going to offend people, hopefully not very much, but I mean, words can can be painful, but in the end, they're just words. It's the redistricting issue that I think is the most egregious when it comes to what they what they're accused of doing. And the idea that Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon could sit in that meeting with this Labor Federation president, laugh along with the slurs that were used and all the while plotting with this union guy how they're going to redistrict Mark Ridley Thomas's district so that they in Latinos in power pull power away from black voters. In Listen LA. to this rich nugget. The L.A. Times quoted Fabian Nunez. Wow. As saying wow. Kevin is not a racist. What he said, he's been close to De Leon since their teenage years, which should explain a lot. Fabian Nunez said what he said on that occasion is inappropriate. What he didn't say is also inappropriate, but no way, no how is he a racist. Fabian Nunez, that's who you're going to go to for some backup, who stole tens of thousands of dollars in campaign money to spend it on shoes and other personal assets. Fabian Nunez, whose son killed someone? Like, this is the guy you go to? Right. To clear your record. To clear your name? That's pretty bad. (laughs) Um, There was a, my wife had a question last night. We kind of know somebody who is tangentially involved with some weird city hall shenanigans at some point, not by relation or anything. We just know them by name. And um, she asked, who was it again that he was connected to? And I had to go through a list of like five names of people who had been busted for corruption or suspected of corruption in L.A. City Hall. And I realized L.A. City Hall is starting to look a lot like the state of Illinois. I was just going to say Chicago. Right. Yeah. It's just it's an unbelievable how deep this goes so coming up in the next hour we will go over the history of city hall scandals because it is hard as you mentioned to keep track of all of them we will do so coming up after amy's news at 11 and the richness of george gascon jumping on this and using it as an opportunity for him to say listen remember when nori martinez said george gascon is with the blacks his op-ed piece in the la times today is literally titled Yes, I'm with the blacks. Another person making it about them instead of the people. Classic. Um, Big business deal today and an almost $25 billion deal. Kroger is going to take over Albertsons. The combined sales would be almost $210 billion, which comes close to Walmart, um, about $220 billion. The combined new company is expected to divest, sell off 100 of the to 375 stores because of some antitrust concerns for regulators. But that would still mean Kroger would have more than 4,500 stores and operations in more than a dozen states. You remember Tiger King? Well, there's a new rising star in the world of illegal animal trafficking. She's a 40-year-old exotic animal seller named Trisha Denise Meyer. She calls herself Mimi Erotic. And she's on the lam. She is on the run. She faces four counts related to the illegal transportation and sale of a Jaguar cub. Apparently, she sold this Jaguar to a guy here in California who quickly realized he did not want to or know how to take care of said Jaguar. So he dumped it off at a sanctuary. There was an investigation and they tracked it back to Mimi Erotic. 
she is nowhere to be found currently. Couple of uh, sports stories. There's three baseball games today. Yankees host the Guardians to make up for yesterday's rainout. Phillies will host the Braves. Their series is tied one to one. Dodgers down in San Diego. They did not want to be in this position. They are tied one to one against the Padres in a best of five series. Um, football, where our gas fantasy foreplay comes up at 12:20. The Rams are at home Sunday against the woeful Carolina Panthers, and the Chargers will host the Broncos for Monday Night Football. The story out of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina yesterday happened just as our show was ending. At least five people killed as a 15-year-old boy uh, accused of this trail of bloodshed in a residential neighborhood there in Raleigh. Crime scene stretched over two miles, and they are trying to figure out the why. The chief there... Estella Patterson says we don't have the answers as to why this tragedy occurred. The dead include a city police officer who was on his way to work when he was shot. Other victims, a 52-year-old woman, 49-year-old woman, 35-year-old woman, and a 16-year-old boy. The suspect himself is in custody and said to be in critical condition. And although the New York Times says it's not clear how he was injured, it's most likely that he tried to kill himself as the officers were closing in. Here's Chief Patterson. My heart is heavy because we don't have answers as to why this tragedy occurred. But what I can tell you is that the Raleigh Police Department and the Raleigh community is resilient and we stand strong and we will heal. Governor Cooper, Governor Roy Cooper, also spoke early this morning at a news conference. As policymakers, we cannot and we will not turn away from what has happened here. We must be resolved to make changes and to succeed. There was a report that this teenager was wearing camouflage when he carried out this. Uh, The attacks prompted authorities to implore residents to stay in their homes or away from the neighborhood as that manhunt Began. This is an area where homes and golf courses are near a river greenway, a popular bike and walking trail that winds through wetlands, pine groves. Yeah, and the the chief this morning when describing the scene said this more than two miles long in terms of where the evidence stretches from one end to the other. Um, In the neighborhood where the shooting took place, all of these neighbors obviously overwhelmed by all of this. One woman, Cheryl St. James, said, I can't believe this is happening in my neighborhood. Um, she was inching her car through traffic caused by, obviously, the police, the emergency vehicles that had uh, that had shown up. About a mile and a half from where the shooting occurred, you could other, hear other sirens uh, Thursday night in the distance. Cars were inching forward, police vehicles flashing through, uh, flashing lights, nosing their way through all of this. And then... This morning, there was a report that they uh, searched a home, believed to be the home of this 15-year-old, for any other information that may, you know, point to a uh, a possible reason for setting this kid off and, and prompting him to go through and uh, shoot all these people. The husband of one of the victims described his wife as a go-getter, a caring person who always looked out for others. Nicole Connors, she was the 52-year-old woman, that she was a caregiver who uh, left a job in human resources to take care for her mother after she had a stroke, that she knew how to take charge of everything, including her loved ones, that she always made sure that her husband took care of himself, went to doctor's appointments, and said, I always thought it would be me to go before she went. Hmm. She knew everybody in the neighborhood. She would walk the dog with friends in the neighborhood. So that may have been exactly 
what would have happened if she was out walking her dog yesterday. Um, the uh, the 59-year-old guy who survived the shooting uh, is said to be in critical condition as well uh, as the 15-year-old shooter. The police officer was treated at the hospital and released as well from uh, yesterday. It's unclear how he was hurt, but uh, they got a lot of work to do there to figure out what's going on and if this kid is even capable of talking to explain why he was doing it. Yeah, I guess uh, two of the people were killed in that neighborhood and then three along that walking, jogging trail that we talked about as well. The Congressional Committee investigating January 6th did unveil some uh, unveil some new evidence yesterday. One of them, uh, one of the pieces of evidence was Steve Bannon, who said at a uh, that Trump had a strategy. This would have been Halloween of 2020, so a few days before the election. He said that Donald Trump had a strategy to prematurely assert that he had won on Election Day, explaining what he called Red Mirage. Bannon said, quote, Trump's going to take advantage of it. That's our strategy. He's going to declare himself a winner. He's going to declare victory. But that doesn't mean he's a winner. He's just going to say he's a winner. Did you hear about what Trump has done in New York? He has formed Trump Organization 2. This is a move to protect his assets. It was incorporated on the same day that New York's AG sued the Trump organization for fraud. The AG now asking a judge to bar Trump from moving any new any assets to this new entity known as Trump Organization 2. Um, later on in the uh, 11 o'clock hour, we're going to talk more about uh, the scandal at City Hall, the latest, the latest one. But I was looking through the L.A. Times this morning and I saw this headline and we've made fun of the L.A. Times before. I mean, at one time, one of the most reputable newspapers, journalistic uh, endeavors in the world, perhaps. There's a headline today. In your Los Angeles Times. That reads, and I quote. The 13 scariest places in L.A. To be when you're high. Really? Good Lord. Now. What are they? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want to do that story. I, I don't know. There's part of me that kind of wants to get into that. Uh, <laughs> Every place for me high is scary. It's scary, right? I yeah. Mean, I, of- I never feel, I've never been high and felt like super comfortable. Like it's always come with a massive dose of paranoia for me sitting in your own couch yeah. and just be like the couch is about to kill me yeah i just i don't get it i mean i wish i could do the weed i just can't as a disclaimer this is not a solicitation for you to tell us which strain of weed makes us high but not paranoid. That's not what we're asking for. We also <laughs> don't want to talk about hot rails no, or anything that's, else. That's fine. I'm okay being a complete moron when it comes to that sort I'm okay of being a bad pot smoker. <laughs> Crazy volatile day on Wall Street yesterday. In fact, the S&P 500 saw a trough-to-peak run-up in S&P futures that was 5.6%. That was how wide the uh, the, the swath was between uh, the low point and the high point yesterday. Right now, the Dow is down about a percentage point. It's about, down about 276 points. It's time for terror in the skies. <laughs> Flight 209, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Get <laughs> off my plane. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! 
It's Gary and Shannon's Terror in the Skies on KFI. All right, we've been doing this for a while, seven years as of the other day, right? We've done terror in the skies of all kinds. We've done the inebriated woman. We've done the the guy on drugs. We've done the guy who's upset about his mask and having to wear his mask and gets irate that way. We've 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 covered it all, but I was certainly taken aback watching this video this morning of this woman because she just sounds and looks like a spoiled brat down to the pigtails she's wearing as a grown woman. <laughs> and at one point, the pigtails come out for some reason. Yeah. Because I saw two different videos. It starts with the pigtails the and then somehow her hair comes down. But she's seemingly upset because she had her dog out on her lap when I'm assuming the dog had to be in the carrier for takeoff or something of that nature. I'm okay. not really sure. But she is so indignant and she is such a spoiled brat. And the way that she thinks she can talk to people... Uh is disgusting. Now, my understanding is if you're going to fly with a dog in the cabin, your dog, unless it's a service dog, like a big, and we've seen, you know, golden retrievers on flights before, things like that. But if you have a small to medium dog, it's got to be in a carrier and it's got to be under the seat in front of you. It, it, You pack it away like you would pack a backpack, basically. But she wanted to have it on her lap, apparently. This two-minute video is posted to Reddit. And the guy who posted it said this was on his wife's flight from Atlanta to JFK. She's aggressively responding to the news that she has to leave and then asks if it was because the dog was on her lap and not understanding why that would have been an issue. Because you couldn't let my dog sit on my lap? So wait, wait, let me replay uh, that a little bit because she's taking so long. The flight is probably delayed because she's made such a fuss. Right. And somebody in the back of the plane behind her yells out, get off the plane. Okay. <laughs> I am. Shut the <laughs> At one she, point, she, she tosses th- a water bottle at throw- him. She hawks that thing. <laughs> It would just be. And then she says, why are you recording? What do you mean, why are you recording? Everyone's recording. You're it's 2022. A, you're, you're making, making a an scene. ass out of yourself. Yeah. Moron. Okay, you. Okay. Eat oh, bitch, get out of my way. Eat a. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, I, can, I just can't imagine you have thinking yet, it's okay to behave like that. You have yet to see this on a plane, right? I have yet to see this. Okay, because yeah. the flight, when, when we left Philly from that convention, you flew somewhere else. I think you flew to Sacramento or whatever it was. And, and Oscar and I were on a plane. This is the middle of the night. We're on a plane to fly home to L.A. It's delayed. Out of Philly to L.A. It's already going to be a five-and-a-half-hour flight. And it's delayed. And it's delayed even longer. And it's delayed about 45 minutes. And this is after we'd been on the plane for that long. Some guy in the back demands to get water. I want water. All I want is water. And he starts raising his voice. Finally... He's making a scene. No one else is, you know, people are falling asleep because it's like 11 o'clock at night. A couple of Philadelphia's finest come from the front of the plane, and we're in the back. I mean, not that corporate splurged to get us any great tickets or anything, but we're in the back of the plane near this guy. They walk all the way back. As soon as you see these two cops in uniform come to the front of the plane, the plane erupts in applause. I mean, 180 of our closest friends thought that law enforcement was in the right place at the right time. And they get this guy out of there, and he is flipping people off, 
double birds all the way back down the plane. I get it but when to, people are frustrated with delays and you feel like you have no control because you don't have any control uh, on a flight. Right. Uh, and and have, that can anger people. But losing your temper is one thing. Speaking to people like Taking that. Taking it out on other people. is gross. The best part about my story is the guy forgot his carry-on bag. So he had to go back. He walked all the way down to the plane and said, oh, I forgot my carry-on. Had to walk all the way back through the After plane. After flipping everyone People off. People are heckling him. Yeah. No F you, man. And he's opening up the uh, the overhead bin to try to remember where I'm he put I'm surprised they let him go back. <laughs> oh, man, it was great. Coming up uh, after Amy's news, we will get into the history of City Hall scandals. Also, George Gascon's self-serving op-ed mm. that I am going to push back on Speak- entirely. Because if he was, then he would not have some of the policies that he has put in place. Speaking of op-eds, there were a couple of opinion pieces, one published in the New York Times yesterday and the other in the Washington Post. Not written by regular columnists for either paper, but... One in the New York Times, one in the Washington Post, both of them blasted the January 6th committee as wholly ineffective, as tedious. The Washington Post opinion piece said that the committee is like an overlong church sermon still being preached while congregants are thinking about brunch or football. Yes. The one in the the New York Times said that the committee is not shifting any views about former President Trump's behavior and has acted too partisan to convince anyone – that the committee is defending democracy. I always felt bad going to church and losing time during the homily because my mind has gone to brunch or football. Yeah. I always felt bad. I, I feel like the priest didn't get my undivided attention ever because by that time of the service, I was ready. Did you ever hear a Lyle Lovett's song about church? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. It is absolutely – because of the specifics of what that guy wrote – it makes 100% perfect sense. I'm going to wait for this ad to play the, okay. on the YouTubes. But I, it's absolutely worth it because he talks about church service that just goes way too long. Uh, and it's it's incredible. Well, I went to church last Sunday so I could sing and pray. But something quite unusual happened on that day. Very odd fellow. The church it started right on time just to like Did he used to hook up with Julia Roberts? Roberts? Yeah. They were married. I could never figure that one out. Just fine, except when it came time to let us out. You know, the preacher, he kept preaching. He told us, I have one more thing to say. <laughs> Children, before you think of leaving, you better think about the judgment day. Yeah. Everyone got nervous <laughs> Everyone was hungry too Everyone was wondering What was the next thing he would do oh, To be continued <laughs> That's great <laughs> so That's so that's so real So um, the rat problem in Glen Park One of the neighborhoods up in San Francisco Yeah, they say that this is caused by Hundreds of pounds of bird seed Left on the sidewalks by the so-called Bird seed lady. I want a picture of the bird seed lady. Well, what I think is interesting is that there are all kinds of older ladies who love the bird. D- dudes, too. They love the birds. There's, there bird there comes is... a time in a lady's life when suddenly you're a birder. Right. You're stopping in the middle of the day to 
Just appreciate a great blue heron. Appreciate the avian world. You're looking up. What's that bird? <laughs> Yellow tail, red beak. What kind of bird is that? Uh, it's the white-crested goose. North American white-crested goose. It plays second base for the for the uh, Padres. Thousands of pounds of bird seed dumped around Glen Park over the last two years. Thousands of pounds of so- bird seed. This is not somebody with a little pouch spreading it every once in a while. She is leaving thousands of pounds of bird seed. Usually 15 to 30 pounds at a time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Multiple times a day this needs to be cleaned up, and it's caused thousands of dollars of damage that this excessive bird seed has attracted way too many rats. And this is, a, you know, there's some kids' parks in the area, too, and they're just crawling with rats. The kids can't play on the on the uh the structures. Janet Tarlov is a uh, grocery store owner and says that I saw a woman coming around with a cart, pulling around grocery cart filled with bird seed and dumping it and said, when I told her, no, you can't do that. It's going to attract rodents. She spit on me. Uh, I've got good bird news. <laughs> OK, great. This is a new study. It finds that birds are great for your mental health. Researchers in Germany have found that songbirds help reduce anxiety and feelings of paranoia among people who listen. So if there are plenty of birds in your neighborhood, soak it in. Feel the positivity. Feel the stable mental health. Assuming that birds are real and not... I think that we should put some bird sounds into the show today to help people with their anxiety. We do that. I have some. I mean, they go back to the uh, Malhir. 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 <clears throat> but, um, yeah, let's see. I mean, I just think we could do our part here, you know? Uh, why do I have you saying? That's a big bird. No. That I... is a big bird. How'd I do? I have some crazy, crazy stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, that might surprise you, but... <laughs> Um, well, we'll can... find some birds here. Let me play this one real quick, just because I know that I don't know where it came from. It says you. It sounds dirty and gross. It sounds dirty and gross. Why did you save that? I don't know. It's not my. It was in your folder, lady, not my folder. I have a folder. Apparently so. That is the white-crowned sparrow. I don't think it is. Um. Okay. <laughs> Gary and Shannon will continue. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.